Fantasia.cc podcast. The Fantasia International Film Festival is back, and it's mostly remote because COVID isn't over, everybody. Uh, as we do every year, 9to5.cc is going to be watching movies and releasing podcasts, and this is that show. If you enjoy the show, uh, the people who do this 9to5 Goes to Fantasia podcast, myself, Scott, and John, have a bi-weekly show called 9ES that you can also find on uh, all wherever you get your podcasts if you just look for the 9to5 Entertainment System or 9ES or however you want to find it. Uh, if you like the show, tell your friends, uh, sit back, I don't want to waste your time. Uh, here is an episode of 9to5 stays in for Fantasia. That time it worked. So once upon a time in cinema history, you guys, mm-hmm. a film called Tromeo and Juliet, I believe played at Fantasia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tromeo and Juliet was directed by James Gunn under Troma Films release featuring Lemmy Kilmeister as the uh, as the narrator and uh, a lot of like boobies and uh, sloppy gross deaths that was in the original Romeo and Juliet if I recall correctly uh, I mean there were there were definitely like deaths and murders but I don't think they were like trauma deaths and murders right like I, mean, I don't think anyone like wandered thing. around with a knife in their eye for like five minutes screaming <laughs> sure that didn't happen to Mercutio <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Then he made Super, which is the natural bridge between those two places. I guess so. Yeah, Super is is so crazy and problematic. Well, not. I don't see why. Yeah, uh, Elliot Page um, rapes Rain Wilson. Correct. Yeah. That is there, and 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 Rain Wilson does murders people with a hammer. Because I believe it's a God, wrench, isn't it? Uh, maybe. Because a God tells him to. And and again, both Elliot Page and Rain Wilson are, are meant to kind of be the protagonists in Super. Mm-hmm. Like you're supposed to be sort of rooting for them. Which naturally <laughs> leads us to the Suicide Squad. To the Suicide And it kind of does. Of course it does. It's exactly. In, in one, ways, two, three. Tromeo and Juliet, Super, the Suicide Squad. And, and I would say in many ways, Suicide Squad has more to do with the James Gunn lineage than Guardians of the Galaxy does. Mm-hmm. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is like, was very funny and, and holds itself, like the first one especially, holds itself as like probably like a top tier Marvel film. Like in terms of, of, no, like, yeah. of all of them. I think it probably earns a somewhere in this top five easily. No question. Um, hmm. Scott, Scott's debating this, um, but doesn't necessarily have as much of a link back to that early indie stuff like Slither, Super, Tromeo and Juliet, and like uh, oh, was it PG PG porn? Also, was he the series with actual porn stars and J- Nathan James Gunn hits? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Suicide Squad has a deeper connection to those films, I think, than Guardians of the Galaxy does. Mm-hmm. And they really kind of let him do, I got to feel like almost whatever he wanted. Like there's moments in it. Uh, there, there were also scenes where it felt like they had shoved in stuff to make the film more palatable. That whole, the whole like backstory scene in the car. We're, we're getting into these details without actually yeah. saying what we're talking about or what the film is about, which is terrible reviewing. If you've been listening to this show for the last eight or nine, <laughs> minutes, 
So yeah, James Gunn uh, got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy and then was in that brief period of time where he was not working for Marvel, Warner Brothers scooped him up and said, hey, would you like to re- reboot Suicide Squad? Because Suicide Squad, uh, I want to say David Aker, David Acker or whatever, did it. It did well financially, but was, was the, the drizzling shits yeah. uh, in the review world. So I think a lot of people were like, hey, there were some good characters and there were some good ideas. Some good uh, characters. Some good characters, good enough to give uh, Margot Robbie a whole spinoff movie, right? Which also, but then, and the spinoff was also favorably received, right? Yeah. Like Birds of Prey was like not just did well financially, but then was also favorably received critically. So there was like a bunch of things. I think kind of like that that they were like, we have a uh, a recipe here that is appealing. We can just like add the right ingredient to it to make it like really funny, and then and then they gave him the Suicide Squad, and I guess spoiler alert, it's probably by like a country mile the best DC movie that they've made, mm-hmm. like without a doubt, start to finish, entertaining. I would say there's about fifteen to twenty worth minutes worth of material that I feel DC like injected in so that it. Fits. You got to give these characters more background. You got to give them some heart. Yeah, exactly. Remind no, us that don't. Bloodshot has a daughter or whatever. And that right. Ratcatcher rat is catcher sad about her. Ratcatcher 2 is sad that Ratcatcher 1 is dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't like, know that. Didn't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I guess I don't want to spoil too, too much because this is a movie that, like, unlike a lot of these other Fantasia films, which are going to be hard to see, this is going to be super easy, I think, to, to see. So I don't necessarily want to get too, too into spoilers. Uh but standout moments. John Cena as a peacemaker is fantastic. Like, yep. probably the I, best. I was John actually Cena surprised that John Cena was willing to do that much of villainy. Like, because he he had a lot more dark moments than I feel like is in the John Cena brand. He's like usually the good guy everywhere he goes. I mean, he was the bad guy in Fast Nine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then he becomes family at the end, of course, as you know. Right. As you do. But like, but he, a, he also a, did. He also did back down on China and Taiwan in real life. Mm, that's true, but that's he for a like, paycheck. Taiwan is part of China. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Mr. Cena wants leader. his wants his he bucks. Likes those WWE bucks. That's right. He likes he likes the Vince bucks. Um, but yeah, like also even just like the crassness out of John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where like dropping f bombs, talking about talking about eating a beach full of dicks for America. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah. Like. Well, that's his trademark um, A starfish is a euphemism for a butthole. Could there be a connection? Like, <laughs> like delivered like Stone totally. Cold serious. Yeah. 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 John Cena's great. Is, um, is the villain of that film known, or is that totally a surprise? Starro the Conqueror? Yeah, I kind of feel yeah. like, including Marvel movies, Starro the Conqueror is the best villain in any superhero movie. <laughs> like, he has he has a well-developed background. He has motivation. You're, you're, you're kind of on board with him when he when there's, like, the twist about what's going on. He, he's, he's, like, interesting when he's on the screen. I don't know, man. I fucking loved everything about Starro the Conqueror. And he's a big giant kaiju. And he's a big, he's a big giant kaiju. And there's great comic pedigree there. He's the bad guy from Justice League of America, number one. Hmm. He's the guy that brings Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman together. Oh, Star. Oh, wow. I forgot that. But like, it's also great because like every, like 
everybody kind of has that. If you've seen even the first one, they, they redo it a lot here where they, they have like the, the freeze frame comic book, like, like of the name. And then it's been like an hour and 40 minutes of that not having happened. And also them kind of dancing around like project starfish and whatever. And like anyone like, DC comics fan, I was like, it's Starro. Like, I was like, it's obviously gonna be Starro. And the big giant kaiju busts out, whatever. And then it's like, Starro the Conqueror. And like, again, I don't think that's even a spoiler. Like, I mean, if you watch the movie and they're talking about giant starfish and whatever else, like, it's not hidden. Or if it is hidden, it's hidden in plain sight. And also, if you don't know who Starro the Conqueror is, it's that's not a reveal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. sure, (laughs) But I mean, I'm like, that's not a super popular character in anything it exists it seems to exist wholly independent from uh both dceu approved justice league and snyder approved justice league it's, it seems fully apart like, yeah. like so at, even at, even the minor characters were fucking great out, out of the thinker, out of the main thinker was five. amazing thinker was amazing the polka dot guy was hilarious <laughs> everywhere polka dot man, I, I was gonna ask you about that because he he's look to be my favorite in the movie he's weird and creepy and he has mother issues and it's delightful he's like a like a good like usually those like secondary characters if you think like in the star wars movies um what was the one with the um uh rebel the rebel one Oh my God, I'm forgetting. Rogue One? Rogue, yeah, Rogue One. All of those like secondary characters were kind of forgettable, right? Yeah, all and, the other rogues, you're like, there was the sword one and the staff one. And chubby guy and whatever. <laughs> like all of those characters in this movie were delightful. And, and yeah, even Ratcatcher too. Like Ratcatcher Rat had, had, had her vibe. King Shark is Oh my like, God, he's great. As voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And he's he's holding a book upside down. He's not a reading book. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretending to read. He's the book is upside down. Love literature. <laughs> Just like <the> <laughs> Pete it's Davidson. Pete, Pete Davidson is so yeah. Pete Davidson is in the movie, and I mean, I think this is not a. And I I don't. Well, he makes it through, through to the, the end. Obviously, he makes. It obviously, he end. makes it through to the end. As if you've watched the trailer, you can you can see that there's like about twelve members of the Suicide Squad in the trailer. And spoiler alert: not all of them make it past like the first fifteen minutes. So we're not like and yeah and and even that is dealt with so wonderfully because you watch the entire intro film, and it's about like Squad A. And then you're like, it cut, stuff happens and it cuts to like three days earlier. And then the rest of the movie is about Squad B. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> you're like, here's the like, and Squad B, like at one point you just see like, there's like an explosion in the distance. And they're just like, what's that? They're like, and Waller's like, a diversion. <laughs> like, and like, yeah. And that's like, you're like, oh no. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. The Weasel. Weasel's hilarious. Yeah. Michael Rooker is a delight. Uh, as as who's Mike? Who's Michael Rooker? Scott, you must know. He plays like uh, Javelin. No, 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 no. no. Javelin Javelin's also hilarious. Too. Javelin yeah, has really a good. Javelin has a, a, a has through a the film story arc. Yeah, all the way through the film. <laughs> all the way through the there. film with Harley Quinn trying to interpret what Javelin wants and wants her to do. Uh, this uh, movie yeah. was a delight. Red like a, a, probably my favorite hero movie, superhero movie in years. 
you know, yeah. they, they've all become kind of bland and, and like flowing together. And this one is a, like a delightful and hilarious and weird and dirty. Yep. And yeah. I, um, I look forward to, I, I think he's supposedly getting another one also. Like, I think that was part of the deal is that James mm-hmm. Gunn's going to get to make another one. And this is like, like, like also like, I guess, thank you to Deadpool and whatever else for allowing R rated superhero movies. Cause I know that like, Suicide Squad 1, I think, might have been R-rated, but didn't, like, play with it. Not at all. <laughs> in in the same way as this. Mm-hmm. And this also, again, when we talked about off the top of the uh, episode, like, that indie film, like, pedigree shows. There's, like, those 80 action zooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, those, like, stuttery zooms that kind of zoom in so fast and kind of, like, half miss <laughs> what they're targeting. Like, the guy who was in the center of the frame is not, like, off into the left, but there was a really quick zoom. They're all over the place in that first sequence. And he does tone it down, like once the movie, I guess, like begins in earnest. But like that opening 10, 15 minutes where there's obviously the big giant set piece of an um, action superhero movie that like is, you're sort of accustomed to is shot so like fun that yeah. you, you're not annoyed by the fact that it's the big giant set piece to kick the movie off of the bang and fill time. You know, no. like, like and, and that's what it is doing which all those movies do it, but it's doing it in such an entertaining way that I was like, yay. Which and was, it also again, didn't take that long, which becomes a bit of a problem. Like we're being 100% positive here. There was like maybe 10 or 15 minutes of plot character development stuff that needed to be shaved out or could have been shaved out and it would have been a, like a bit of a zippier movie. Yeah. And I also think that he ended up having to go a little bit safe with the characters all in the through line. You know, they end up being vaguely heroic that maybe they didn't really need to be that heroic but that's kind of the comic thing too right is yeah. the comic thing is often like they're absolutely the bad guys they're absolutely doing this to get years off of their sentence but every now and then they make the right choice right but most of the time it's like the wrong choice that's a lot of like the vibe like i read a stack of the suicide squad stuff uh over pandemic and that often is kind of they're like yeah there's a couple okay. like little redeeming things and again without getting into too too many spoilers even though they do some heroic stuff towards the end there's always that like this is to shave time off of their sentences. Yeah, sure. Is is very much like even even in the heroic bits, they're like, yo, we could do the really really heroic thing, or we could do the half heroic thing and get time off our sentence. So we're gonna go <laughs> take the halfway thing as opposed to being complete and total monsters. But yeah, I heavily heavily recommend it. Go see it in theaters. Go see it in in whatever way you can where you can go see it. Good work, James. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good work, James Gunn. There was something else I wanted to mention. Oh yeah, I was the, just to throw out the the opening opening um, set piece action sequence. He's cl- it's so funny because he clearly has to do them, but like this is like now at least the second time that he's made them like more fun. Because if you remember in Guardians two, the entire giant set piece action sequence takes place out of focus and in the background while like Baby Groot's just like dancing around. Mm-hmm. It's just like a giant action scene that's playing out of focus and not really there. It's just like Baby Groot's just like doing his thing. So he's probably like, yeah, I'll do the big set action piece, but like he's I'm giving it a finger at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to find a way to have fun with it as we go. Uh, I will probably talk a little bit more about Suicide Squad, I guess, on, on 9ES, maybe. I don't know. Scott, we'll, try we'll to see it. it. We'll rank it on 9ES. Yeah. Well, Scott, you should try to see it tomorrow. <laughs> you should. You should, man. Star was fucking great. <laughs> Star. Um, 
on on a complete other end of the cinematic spectrum, I watched Sweetie. You won't believe it. Will I? Um, don't believe it. Yeah, uh, it's a, a Russian language film that we found out uh, was uh, is actually from filmed and set in Kazakhstan. Because uh, we were like, these people don't look Russian; they look Kazakh, and they are Kazakh. And then they dropped uh, stuff Kazakh stuff. Um, <clears throat> and the premise is a guy is kind of like stuck in debt and his wife is pregnant and he's reading a book and he wants the book says, go fishing with your friends to like instill oh. like a friendship bond. And he's like, we've never gone fishing. We're going to go fishing before my baby is born. His friends don't know anything about fishing. So they go out to the wilderness of Kazakhstan they accidentally see they accidentally see an accidental mob hit. So like there's like these like three kind of like loser mobsters or four loser mobsters mm-hmm. who are just trying to like be like threatening a guy out of money and then like a finger slips and they blow the guy's head off. <laughs> Which is like and and done in like hilarious cuz like everything is kind of like sunshiny and focused and like you're not sure where any of this is going to happen but then he's like slips and the head is like middle of the screen explode blood splash and you're like what and then everyone's like what the fuck (laughs) while they're watching it uh and then they're like well we're gonna need to like quiet these fishing guys and then also insert now like a borderline supernatural like hunter killer murderer who wants to kill all of them because the gangsters hit his dog with a car earlier in the film Is this played for laughs or is this played like Oh yeah, no very very much so. It, okay. It's like it, it's it's a it's 100% comedy all through but like not a fa- like just like other kind of gross out sort of gags and stuff that happen like a guy gets the fishing hook in the ear and like rips through the ear and then he's bleeding and then all that stuff. It has a, a little bit of the um not like not cranked up on like speed. Remember uh, the the new kids and new kids turbo. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's not that jacked, but like that kind of comedy where you're just sort of like whatever the worst craziest thing is that can happen in the scene is about to happen next. Like mm-hmm. you know, like they're like I'm gonna crash the car into the guy, and he's like driving the car, then it like slowly sputters out, and then like stops kind of in a ditch and then the murderer just like jumps and flies and like smashes through the windshield and then just like cuts the guy's head off and like everybody's just screaming <laughs> like there's a lot of like running and screaming but it's like shot pretty well mm-hmm. uh yeah i i was um what on the on the topic i think that we talked about in episode one of like movies that you would never ever sit down and watch or have even the opportunity to sit down and watch fantasia bring some of that and this was like 85 minutes also like when scott was talking about uh, alien uh so an hour 25 like a like a a breezy comedy the action was fine the 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 gore was fine the the jokes were funny these were all like i said like lovable lovable losers (laughs) just kind of going through the motions it was still shot well looked looked really good like looked very professional like it was could have been one of those films where I was like, oh, this is gonna like look like it's shot on stock film or whatever. Like, but no, it was like shot really, really crisp, really clean, <laughs> looked really nice. And, Say uh, and yeah, like I said, hmm? Say the name again. 
Sweetie, you won't believe it. Sweetie, you won't believe it. Russian. Yes, uh, like I said, it's it it is apparently coming out of Russia and Russian, but it's like it's very it's it's noticeably uh, like Sarah talked about it with uh, one of her Russian colleagues, and then they looked it up and they were like, oh no, this is Kazakh. Like <laughs> they're speaking Russian, and I guess this is maybe like distributed by by a Russian uh, company or whatever else, but that like this Kazakhstan is its own place. They just are speaking Russian. Uh, yeah, no, like really, really funny. Like kind of a, a very, like the, uh, the, the write-up has it described as like the hangover meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that's like not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's high praise though. It is, it is very high praise, but like tonally, that's exactly it. Like huh. you're just like, the, the, these guys are just trying to go out and go for a little fishing trip. And then they're like hunted by gangsters while simultaneously being hunted by like a real like super movie cool. movie style like slasher killer. Uh, yeah, this is currently available on demand. Um, I always find like comedies are hit and miss at Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Like like sometimes like the the weird like foreign comedies and you're like oh no there's like a different comedic sensibility than yeah. say like yours. And this one like both Sarah and I were like yeah no this is legitimately funny like we're having. We were having a good time. How does it compare to New Kids? Uh, again, it's not as manic and insane. And by not being as manic and insane, I, it becomes less than. Yeah. Actually, well, if you remember, it's kind of like the first one. Because remember, mm-hmm. like there was the first one was like almost normal, and the second one was like just pure insanity. Right. 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 right? So it was more like so, number one. More like number one. Yeah. That's okay. it. But like, yeah. but like, like, there's like, uh, like but they also make with a serial over. killer. It never got that dark in New Kids. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, yeah that, that's it. But they end up in like, and they like, there's a, like, I'm looking at the, um, like the movie poster has like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people, all of whom I guess are like kind of like main characters, and it's not an exaggeration to be like four of them make it out. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 there's like a real body count of main characters, <laughs> like. Who do not get through cool yeah uh Fun. and while it, while it still never stops like it never stops being funny like even though like the final scene like there's like the final scene where like the serial killer is like fighting the the, the 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 loser dudes or whatever like he like shoots a guy through the window and like he's out of the fight for a little bit and then like a minute later into the fight you just hear like screaming and the guy's like ah and then like just jumps of his own accord through another window like to like, like land behind the guy and attack him, like not coming in through that. Like some great like physical like sight gag. You're like, why? Don't question why. You're like, this right. is just this is shot to be as funny as possible. And it would it's funnier if he jumps in through the another window, you know? Like, so that's what's gonna happen. And like there's a lot of like decision making like that. Like at one point they go like when they're floating on the fishing trip, the the little inflatable boat isn't like big enough for all three of them. So they like one of the guys has like a bunch of sex dolls because he's it's like he's that's his job is he sells sex toys so they like they lash together a raft made out of floating sex dolls so they're just like floating down fishing on a raft made of sex dolls of course and it's like but somehow like that's still charming mm-hmm. it, <laughs> like you know like it's not like played sleazy they're just like meh they're like this works pretty well you know like yeah i like it nice. i uh would would recommend and and falls definitely into that category of like if you don't see it at Fantasia you're like never gonna see this you're not gonna see it yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Would yeah. recommend. Uh, I don't know what else we're going to be watching. I haven't really taken a look at the schedule, so I can't tell you what we're going to be watching in uh, episode three. I I'm will be tell watching you... Strawberry Mansion. I'm watching Strawberry Mansion. Oh, my Mansion. goodness. I watched the first two minutes of that and was like, no, thank you. If you watch oh, Strawberry no. Mansion, Scott, I I'm will... looking forward to it. The whole trailer had me like, yes, yes, please. This is for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like literally watched the first two minutes of it and was it like... like... It looks like such a good crazy 70s sci-fi movie well like you're gonna be microdosing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe macro dosing macro dosing <laughs> oh my god it, it i'm not saying i won't watch it but i like i was like when we were kind of going through the the movies or whatever i was like oh i'll like i'll press play on this it was my screen test film i was like just logged in to the media access and was like burp and like i clicked like the shiniest poster and i watched the first five minutes and i was like okay this is this is going to be a thing that maybe I'll watch. Uh, but I did watch uh, Wonderful Paradise. So we're definitely going to also maybe watch. So Strawberry Mansion and Wonderful Paradise, I think, are maybe going to come up. I also really want to watch Woodland Days, Dark and Bewitched, the uh, history of folk horror, which Ooh, is like a documentary film, yep, but has like a three-hour and 12-minute runtime. Woo! I, I was like, to watch Woo. it one sitting. It's yeah, I got one sitting. Gotta, Assign myself a, 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 give myself an intermission or whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, um, we do this every year. Uh, check out our other show at 90s on 95.cc. You can subscribe uh, there to all of our different shows. And uh, we're going to continue on with this uh, Fantasia series. Fantasia runs until August 25th. This is like the beginning. This is crazy because we actually, again, had our shit together for the first time in history that we have watched some movies. Like the show, like the festival just started on August 5th. And we're like ahead of the game. Awesome. So we're like, I was like, oh man, we got to catch up. And I was like, wait, it just started three days ago. We've never had episodes ready three days in to the festival. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'll see myself out. Thank you for listening, everybody. Oh, hey there, loyal person who sticks around after the podcast to listen to the outro of a podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. If this podcast is fun for you, if you like to hear us talking about Fantasia movies, obviously share it, tell people about it. We do this just about every year. Uh, and for the rest of the year, uh, I also host a podcast called Go Plug Yourself, where we talk to uh, interesting Montrealers, sometimes uh, interesting Montreal filmmakers uh, from time to time, uh, every two weeks. And that alternates with our other podcast, 9ES, which is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System, where myself and Scott who you just heard on this episode, uh, along with another one of our friends, John, uh, basically talk about geek pop culture, movies, comics, video games uh, every two weeks that alternates with Go Plug Yourself. Uh, so yeah, tell people about this show, tell people about our shows, go listen to some of our podcasts, go listen to podcasts in general, and uh, I guess watch uh, Fantasia movies and continue to support genre cinema. Thank you! 905.cc Podcast, blogs, and comics. Maine in Montreal since 2011.